Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. So as we all know, Jen Psaki has COVID. And you would think that that's really not a story. The White House press secretary with coronavirus. Look, people get coronavirus. It 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 it, it happens. But when Jen Psaki gets COVID, there's a different conversation to be had. And the conversation, of course, is how? Because after all, when uh, you, you've got the vaccine, you, 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 you're, you're safe. When you have the vaccine, you are, you are fine. There's, there's nothing that can happen to you. How is it possible? It's a breakthrough case. The amount of people who continue to still not tell the truth about COVID, who are, are almost purposeful in their misdirection, over there on CNN, uh, there was an interview that took place between Brian Stelter, who I don't, I, he makes more money than I do, guys. That's a sin. Do you know how much harder I work than he does? Good Lord. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, and so much better looking. Isn't that right, Producer Ari? I mean, Brian Stelter is not the best looking guy. That is correct. I am just saying that I'm better looking. I didn't need you to insult him. How dare you? I mean, that's Tony a low Katz. bar. Like, if you saw a, a pile of a pile of rocks in the street and said, this or Brian Stelter, it's a toss-up. Wow. Fighting words from Ari. Great to be with you. I don't know if I introduced myself, but I've done it twice, I guess. Tony Katz, good to be with you. So there is David Leonard, New York Times, on with Brian Stelter. Talking about people not getting vaccinated. And the thing I would say is when people quit or get fired because they won't take the vaccine, I would think of that. There is some real good news there. I mean, it is your legal right to not take the vaccine. We live in a country that prioritizes individual freedom. Um, but if you refuse to take the vaccine, you're putting a lot of people's parents and grandparents, um, including some who are vaccinated, people who are immunocompromised. You are putting those people at risk of serious illness or even death. No, and- you are not. It's a lie. It's a lie that got told by a New York Times senior writer and a lie that was allowed to exist on CNN. None of that is true. We have studies that show that people who are vaccinated, people who are unvaccinated, same viral load, same ability to spread COVID. We have doctors who would like to believe that if you have the vaccine, you have less viral load, but there's no data to it. There's data to the idea that they have the same viral load. Then there's a part two conversation. Since people get breakthrough infections, we know that the, vo- the, the vaccine isn't perfect, which is fine. It isn't supposed to be perfect because it was never supposed to stop you from getting COVID. It was supposed to, if you get COVID, lessen the symptoms. So when this New York Times writer, and I want to clear that I'm calling him a liar. He lied. He didn't misspeak. This is a lie. This sentence here is a lie. 
um, including some who are vaccinated, people who are immunocompromised, you are putting those people at risk of serious illness or even death. No, you are not. Now, this, again, goes back to Jen Psaki, who has COVID. Jen Psaki works in the most secure building in the world. Jen Psaki has been vaccinated and boosted. Jen Psaki double masks. Everybody around Jen Psaki has been vaccinated and boosted and most probably double masks. So how in the world does this happen? Well, this happens because someone in her family got COVID. And so she decided, okay, I'm going to start quarantining. And then three days later, she came up positive for COVID. She comes up positive for COVID with all of those precautions. I guess anybody can get COVID at any time. This should be a moment of saying, oh, okay. You know, we talked about with, with Congressman Jim Jordan about, about uh, when he found out President Trump got COVID because he had just been with the president and he knew he was going to have to cancel this and he was going to have to get tested for that. He knew that that was coming and this was, this was October of 2020. But people were surprised the president got COVID because he was reckless. Was Jen Psaki reckless? Was Jen Psaki talking hydroxychloroquine and, and lights in the system and, I don't know, ingesting, ingesting blacklight or doing whatever? No. No. She followed all the rules like a good soldier. Still got COVID. I think what's interesting is that she claimed she had had no contact with the President of the United States since that Wednesday, the Wednesday before he left for Italy to embarrass himself in front of the Pope and then headed out uh, to uh, what I'm going to assume is embarrass himself in Scotland uh, and, uh, and this whole uh, climate change insanity. Embarrass himself in front of the G20, etc. That's, that's my take. I mean, you heard the story about the trains, right? <gasps> you didn't hear the story about the trains? Holy crap, whole stop everything. This happened. This was Joe Biden in Italy. And let me say, in this video, he looks frail. He looks small. He sounds weak. He's hunched over. More. It's very obvious that he does not have the stamina to handle the rigors. He doesn't have it. Not deniable. But this happened in Italy together to increase our resilience and enhance our shared prosperity. Now I'm going to turn it over to Secretary Blinken to actually uh, make sure the trains run on time here. Okay. To make sure the trains run on time. You've used that expression before. You've heard that expression before. Do you know where that comes from? The trains run on time refers to a leader in Italy who, I'll air quote, ran for office on the belief, on the statement that he will make the trains run on time. And that guy was Benito Mussolini. And that's what Joe Biden said in Italy.
Holy crap. People are like, nah, nah, didn't happen. That's that's not possible. Even Biden, oh my gosh, that happened. Now, I get what you're saying. How many people actually remember that? I would argue all the people in Italy. Yes, it's a really bad gaffe, in case we were wondering. But back to Jen Psaki. Jen Psaki was with... The, 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 the president on that Wednesday, and he still flew out. He still flew. According to some reports, he knew she had COVID. Or she was uh, around somebody who had COVID. She didn't change anything. She well, well, he didn't change anything he did because of what happened with her, somebody who was absolutely in the inner circle. He still went and met with the Pope, and you know he knew that Jen Psaki had COVID before we knew Jen Psaki had COVID, and he wasn't wearing a mask. I know, I know masks don't do anything, but they're believers in masks, and you get on a plane and you have to wear a mask, so, you know, they, they should have to wear them all the time. You, we're supposed to live in this, in this level of fear. We're supposed to live in this level of panic. We're supposed to live in the society where people at the New York Times who claim to be the journalists lie to us and then go about saying it's okay if people who don't get vaccinated get fired. And so if the punishment that you need to take for potentially harming others um, is you can't have the job you have, I don't have a problem with that. Um, You're choosing to put others at risk, um, people who can't protect themselves, and that means um, uh, I don't have a lot of sympathy for what you have to forfeit. Don't you know you're a low-rent, ignorant man? You are lying on CNN and then proudly proclaiming that if you don't believe the lie, you should lose your job. Now, I am not anti-vaccine, and this conversation is not an anti-vaccine conversation. This is a pro-honesty conversation. Oh, do people not like it when I'm pro-honesty? Oh, they hate it when you're pro-honesty. Oh, they would, they would love to kick your ass. How dare you be honest? I see things politically different than they do. I get called all sorts of names. Oh, I will, I will get into it. I've gotten into it already. I'll do it again. This is about what? If Jen Psaki can get COVID... Anybody can get COVID. So why are we acting like it's the end of days? Why are we treating ourselves this way? And why do we continue to push this idea that somehow being vaccinated is going to knock this virus out when it won't? All employers that force vaccine mandates are wrong. Now, the question is, should everybody quit their job over it? I don't actually think that's the case. You know, I know I'm going to get forced into a conversation. And I'm about a month away from that conversation. I know I am. And I will dig into it with you. I promise. I promise. But some people made decisions and some people didn't make decisions. And I am somebody who believes that a private employer can make a decision even if I don't like it. And I can decide to live with it or not. Or to determine I can live with it because it still allows me an opportunity to do X, Y, and Z. 
People make these decisions all the time. If there's a mandate, will you live with it or will you not? What if you got vaccinated before the mandate? How does it affect you? How does it change your thinking or does it change your thinking? Does it keep you from speaking out, sharing things on social media, or does it keep you quiet and reserved as somehow you can't, since everybody wants to use these things as political footballs? That's exactly what's happening on CNN. They know they're lying to us, and yet they continue to do so, and they continue to support the idea that people who own businesses should fire other people for not doing what the people on CNN want them to do. If Jen Psaki can get COVID, everybody in America can get COVID, because nobody is more protected than her, or anybody really within that White House scenario. No one So what should we do? We should stop pretending that vaccine mandates have value. They don't. We should stop pretending that mask mandates have value. They don't. We should let people go about making their own decisions in their own time about their own lives. And we now have all the proof we need whether you're talking about the mask study from the University of Waterloo, whether you're talking about the viral load study out of the UK, whether you're talking about Gen Psaki, we have all the data that proves that this is a virus that's going to be with us for forever and mandates do nothing except create hate and division. And once you realize, as you already have, that mandates are not about science you are forced to ask yourself, well, then what in the bloody hell is this all about? What is this fear? What is this desire to scare people? And some people say, well, Tony, it's about control. I'm telling you that's the wrong answer. It's never about control. Control is what comes after you determine what it is all about. Remember, control is never the top line. Control is what comes after a declaration of the ideology. The ideology is top line. And then in order to implement the ideology amongst those who disagree with the ideology, control must come. Everyone who says it's about control, man, they're they're not 100% wrong. They're just, you got to put it in its proper context so you realize where the issue is. And the issue is an ideological one. And in this case, the issue is there can be no questioning of the institutions. That is the basis. You cannot question the government because if you question the government, you won't believe that the government is there to solve all the problems. You can't question the media because if you question the media outside of Fox, well, then you're questioning whether or not they are the purveyors of news, the source of news, and the only trusted people in news. And they can't have that. That's why a lie can be told from a New York Times reporter to a CNN reporter and no one says a word. It's about the institutions and maintaining them, even though we know how many of them have failed us. Don't ever think it's about control. Control comes after. This is about pretending that our government is perfect while the rest of America are a bunch of racist bigots. <laughs> they can't explain that one either. It's pretty funny. We're going to dig into more of this. Keep it here. I'm Tony Katz.
So as we know now, the Charlottesville protesters with Glenn Youngkin were set up by the Lincoln Project. Tony Katz, great to be with you. Tony Katz, today, Glenn Youngkin is the Republican running for governor in Virginia. That race is tomorrow. That's, that's the race of the year. Everybody and their mother is going to be watching that race. It's going to be a lot of fun seeing those results come in because every network's going to cover it like it's a presidential. And also, you know, if you have a chance for a Republican to take Virginia because Terry McAuliffe, the Democrat, uh, has run such an absolutely horrible campaign after telling everybody and their mother that, you know, it's it's all about Trump and and it's comparing uh, uh, Glenn Youngkin uh, to to Trump and 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 trying to connect them in in all the ways. Now he's like, oh no 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 no! It, it was it was never. It's it's not about Trump. This 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 race is is not about Trump. How could anybody say this race is is, is about Trump? It's pretty funny. It's pretty funny indeed that he's going down this road. Well, the uh, Lincoln Project, which is a bunch of no good, worthless grifters like Rich Wilson and the despicable Reed Gallon. Or is it Galen? Oh, who cares? They took some people and dressed them up like Charlottesville with the tiki torches, where a woman was murdered, by the way, Heather Heyer. And put them in front of Glenn Youngkin's uh, bus, right, where he's touring the, the state, saying, we support Glenn. They were paid for by these losers of the Lincoln Project. They set it up from beginning to end. And people bought into it. Reporters like, oh my gosh, white supremacists support Glenn Youngkin. Can I tell you that, that I, I, I agree that white supremacists exist? The idea that they're the biggest problem in America is the most laughable thing I have heard in years. I'm not saying that they don't exist. I am saying that if you think that white supremacists are the biggest issue in America, the scariest thing in America, you're unserious. White supremacists aren't punching Jews in the face in New York City. I'm sorry. When I walk down the streets of New York, I'm not worried about the white supremacists coming at me. I don't even think about it. It never dawns on me to worry about the white supremacist. In Los Angeles, it's not the white supremacist attacking Jews. Just something to notice. But this race, this race is going to be fascinating. Republican or Democrat, and and it changes very much what the narrative is in America. I'm Tony Katz. Keep it here. Tony Katz today. So as I said, they're meeting in Glasgow and they're talking all about the environment. They are uh, going to keep us uh, safe and healthy. The UN uh, Climate Change Conference, UK 2021. Thousands and thousands and thousands of people showed up for this. And so did Joe Biden with his mask and everything. We meet with the eyes of history upon us and the profound questions before us. It's simple. Will we act? Will we do what is necessary? 
Will we seize the enormous opportunity before us? Or will we condemn future generations to suffer? This is the decade that will determine the answer. This decade. They said that last decade. They said the decade before. I am absolutely not going to bore you with all this. Instead, I want to talk about Dave Chappelle. Because I finally got to see the closer. Finally sat myself down and watched the show, uh, the, the, the Dave Chappelle Netflix special, The Closer. I think I've seen all the Netflix specials with Dave Chappelle at this stage of the game. And I am, uh, uh, yeah, I, I had producer Ari. Can, can, I, can I out you, producer Ari? <laughs> Maybe. What, what did you say about The Closer? What did you think of it? I mean, I thought, I, I thought it was funny. Okay. I, I, but it wasn't as funny as his other ones. No, but like, again, not everything can be the funniest thing ever, but this was funny. So, so when, when I look at Dave Chappelle, the comic, and, and of course the fight that he's in because people are saying he attacked the transgender community, and I don't believe any of that is, is true, um, I go back to watching uh, Equanimity and the Bird Revelation and realize that especially with Bird Revelation, much more so than Sticks and Stones, um, he is having, for lack of a better word, an out-of-body experience. He has channeled his full Eleni Bruce, and what he is doing is having a therapy session right there. I actually don't believe that except for the story he told that any part of that was scripted. I really don't. I believe this was just an absolute letting loose of the soul, which is something I love. So I, I, I adore it. It is that thing that, that absolutely moves me in, in, in a way. I have often been accused of, um, I, like I sound angry on air, right? And I actually work very, very hard on it not to. I am naturally a pretty intense guy. Like I don't like small talk. I want to talk about things, things and ideas, and I want to hear smart people doing smart things. That, that, that's who I am. That, that's what I want. But I do laugh. I do have a great time. And, I, and I'm like, okay, do I, I don't know how I further show this to people. I don't know what else to do, what else to say, how else to do it. Um, we, did this, we did this live event with uh, the station in Indianapolis, WIBC. And, and it was, it was a, a night with WIBC. It was fantastic. And one of the comments that I got uh, from, from our executive producer was, uh, A, I forget how funny you are. And B, man, when you're live, you are just so much more light. I'm like, what do you, I'm live every day. What are you talking about? Live. Seeing you is different than hearing you. You got to figure out how to bring that to the air. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know how to do that. I, I, don't, even, I don't even know what that means. Except to say I'm going to start doing more live events. What, what, wait for it. It's going to be awesome. But watching Chappelle in, 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 in The Bird Revelation, I didn't think he was angry. It's not how I took him, although I think there were moments where he was, was angry. I think that he just, he needed to get it out. It was too much, and he needed to get it out and, and pour it out there. And, I, man, did I appreciate that because I get that. I'm not a stand-up comic. I'm a radio host. But conceptually, what he does for an hour and I do, well, really six hours a day, conceptually, is, is the same. It is the same. He just makes a lot more money doing it. That's why I got to start doing more live events.
I, uh, I, I, I watched those, and I enjoyed them, and I enjoyed Sticks and Stones, not every part of it. And then I sat down and I watched The Closer. And The Closer is a very interesting piece. A spoiler alert. I just, I just put that out there right now. The Closer is a very interesting piece, and it's not because of what people are talking about. What people are talking about is that uh, Dave Chappelle said gender is a fact. Gender is a fact. Men are not women and women are not men. Men are not women and women are not men. And there are people out there who want you to say that uh, men can be women and women can be men. And if you don't, you're somehow a bigot. I uh, not only reject that, I find that so offensive that I'm willing to fight back uh, for for any reason. I mean, meaning that what somebody's asking me to do and asking you to do in that case, if you somehow recognize like J.K. Rowling has and Dave Chappelle has and I have, that men are not women and women are not men, that you are misgendering people and you're attacking people and you're and you're you're threatening their 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 existence and 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 causing them harm. No. Asking me to lie is causing me harm. When I go back to the days of my depression and the days of being suicidal, and I think of those years afterwards as I was working towards really getting better, everything changed literally in a day when I stopped lying to myself. Lying to myself about what was going on, lying to myself about where my problems were, lying to myself about my situation. The minute... I stopped, everything got better. My marriage got better, and my marriage was was the only thing that was working for me. But it got better. My health got better, my attitude got better, my focus got better, everything got better when I stopped lying to myself. And now, I have this whole group of people, and woke folk, who are telling me that in order to be good and decent, I have to lie to myself and pretend that a man is a woman and a woman is a man, I won't do it. I won't I will I will not endanger myself to make somebody else feel good. I won't do it. No, I won't have a part of it. Cuz that's what I'm being asked to do and it's too offensive for words. I've been down that road. I'm not going back. And I'm not going to allow anybody to 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 put me there. As I have come to to grips with that, I'm watching the closer. And I watched Dave Chappelle discuss the idea of punching down. And tell I said, spoiler alert, I already said it. And telling the, the, the transgender community not to punch down on comics. And I realized at that moment, which comes at the end of the show, the entire show, every single bit of the closer is set up for that one moment. He took an hour and 12 minutes to do what he could have done in 12 seconds. But where's the theater in that? And certainly where's the money in that? The entire show is set up for a moment to tell these people who act like bullies, stop it. The story he tells of Daphne, the story this this transgender comic, the friendship that he created. He does a whole story about a friendship that he created with with a comic who's transgender who end up taking their own life. 
to an audible gasp from the audience. Because what did this transgender comic do? Defended Dave Chappelle. And how dare you defend Dave Chappelle? Dave Chappelle is an enemy of the transgender or whatever it is someone decide to say about him. And if you're defending him, you get attacked too. Now, Chappelle is smart enough to understand that Twitter is not real. Some people take it way too seriously. They allow it to infect their lives. They think that it is real. I'm telling you right now, my children are not on social media at all in any way, and I am convinced their lives are better off because of it. Because they don't see the insanity. Every now and then they'll see something like a friend will share with them, and they'll be like, what in the world is this? Walk in to where I'm at. Dad, did you see this? Did you see that? What is this? This is insane. Because it is. Because those people are. I was sharing uh, the, the story earlier that on Twitter, someone, uh, not Twitter, it was Facebook. Uh, they don't like the fact that I'm okay with Donald Trump. And so they referred to me as Judenrat. Do you know what Judenrat is? Judenrat is a term from the Holocaust, and it's about how uh, in, in the ghettos, Jews, uh, they, they, they set up uh, uh, these tribunals, if you will, the, the, these leadership groups called the Judenrat, and, uh, and uh, Jews were in charge of uh, delivering the, the news and the messages uh, from, from, from the Nazis. They thought that would keep people in line. And of course, uh, the, what the uh, the way you would extrapolate that out to now um, is to basically say that uh, these are Jews who are traitors. Do anything for the money, you know, getting good with the Nazis, and maybe get a get an extra piece of fresh fruit or something like that. Because I don't think Trump was the enemy of humanity. Look, I'm Jewish. I don't think Trump was the enemy of humanity. I, I'm a traitor. The guy did more for Israel than anybody else. Guy stood up for for uh, religious freedom. Uh, what am I supposed to do? You not notice those things. I notice those things. There's a story here in Indiana about somebody who put up a a, 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 a Nazi flag. It's a swastika, and they put it up on their their lawn. What do you want me to do? I got to find every schmuck and call him a schmuck. I need to comment on this schmuck. He's allowed to do it, though. And this is the part they object to. They object to the idea that I so believe in free speech that I know that a no-good, low-class bigot is allowed to have free speech as well. I mean, just take a look at the people who've commented and called me Juden Rat on my Facebook page. Now, I could delete it off my page. After all, it's my page. Like, I wouldn't let you put a sign like that or a flag like that on my yard. But to say I support that? To say uh, that, you know, oh gosh, if you lost people in, in, in the death camps, I don't know how you live with yourself. That actually got said to me. Good gosh. Let's, you're, 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 you're working hard there, overtime there. The support of free speech doesn't mean an agreement to the speech. It means that you are allowed to say things without getting destroyed. Let the public sphere say, I disagree. And let people disagree. Someone's going to be mad at me when I say men are not women and women are not men. That's fine. Someone else is going to think I shouldn't be allowed on the radio and I should be physically attacked in the streets. That's not fine. I believe men are not women and women are not men because the science dictates it so.
I don't think anybody should be attacked. I don't think anybody should be punched. I don't think anybody should be harassed. I don't think anybody should be hurt. I've only said this a million times. But they, I'm not talking about people who are transgender, although I may be, the woke, they think they can attack. They think they can vilify. They think they can destroy. They think they can get violent. And so Chappelle's message of stop punching down on his community, the comedy community, is taking their entire so-called theory and pushing it back on them and seeing if they can handle it. And the answer is they can't. They don't think that Dave Chappelle made fun of them. They hate the fact that Dave Chappelle turned the conversation on them. They hate the fact that they were exposed. The woke hate that they were exposed as the bigots they claim to be against. Just like the people on my Facebook page. Not all of them, just a couple. But a couple's too many, in my view. Free speech doesn't exist for the people you love. It exists for the people that you hate. And it doesn't exist for the speech that you love. It exists for the speech that you hate. And I only hope Chappelle does another special. But I watched. And I understood. And yeah, we need more speech, not less. So uh, let's find ourselves a theater and get to work. I'm Tony Katz. Supreme Court hearing the oral arguments about the Texas abortion law. That's going to be a story. I mean, it won't be a story right now in the arguments. It's going to be a story when that decision comes out. When that decision comes out, that's going to be rough. Because remember, this is not a conversation about Roe v. Wade. Tony Katz, so great to be with you. Tony Katz, today, this is specific to the Texas abortion law which puts enforcement in the hands of the people, not in the hands of government. And that's how they were able to get it passed. You can make claim that somebody else attempted an abortion and then sue them. And so basically the providers uh, are like, all right, we can't do this. I think it's weird. I have to admit, I think it is a strange, awkward bit of ugliness. The idea that we're, we'll keep tabs on them, see if they went to see a doctor. Then we will pounce. Yeah, it's weird stuff. It's weird stuff right there. Um, I think that, though, this has already had a bit of Supreme Court look. I'm not quite sure what another Supreme Court look is going to do. But succeed or fail, the door has been opened to a challenge on Roe v. Wade. That door is there and it is going to happen You must understand the pro-life side. They are not giving up, and they do not care at all, at all, what the political left says. They do not care at all what the political left calls them. Means nothing. Means zero, less than zero to them. They are committed. 
They are focused. They are going to do this thing. So they love this. Bring it to the Supreme Court. Let more people get involved. And either way, they've got a plan. They've got a tact. So get ready for that. Get ready for this to become a bigger-than-life conversation. Because it's, it's going uh, to be. Also, we're going to see where they are on uh, firearms as as well. We're going to dig in uh, to that and see what cases are really coming bef- uh, before the court. I know Ohio wants to engage constitutional carry. Indiana had a chance to do constitutional carry, but the Republicans here, not so much Republicans. So they didn't. Indiana Republicans are a weird, weird thing. It's constitutional carry. You have a... a You've got the, what do you you got? The supermajority. You can't do this? Odd stuff. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio, everything at TonyKatz.com. Tomorrow, everyone, take care.